We have, am I live? Yes, I am. We have exclusive audio of the F-35 going down that you're only going to hear right here. Um, we also are going to talk about the political witch hunt against Russell Brand. And it's pretty obvious now that it is, in fact, a political witch hunt. We're going to be talking about Ray Epps. We're going to be talking about Joe Biden. All kind of stuff tonight. If you're watching the replay, skip ahead three minutes and uh, watch the rest of the show. Hit thumbs up, follow the channel, do all the free things, and we'll be back in a couple of minutes.
guys, Alex McDonald in Atlanta, Danielle Munoz in Minnesota. What's up, Danny? Uh, I'm not sure yet, Al. We'll, we'll get to that. However, it is, the, it is Thursday, the 21st night of September. I shouldn't dance or even attempt to try. It is Earth, Wind, and Fire Day. It's not actually a thing, but I'm trying to make it a thing. September 21st, Earth, Wind, and Fire's favorite day, the 21st night of September. Welcome back. It's good to be back. Thank you all for being here. That's the how best was, damn show intro we've ever done. How was done. your Talk Like a Pirate Day? Did you enjoy it? Didn't didn't even acknowledge it because it's not a thing like uh, you didn't Earth, Wind, say and Fire Day. You didn't made it to anyone? Yeah, no, because it's not like... You didn't Earth- wear a... Parrot on your shoulder. Tell me you at least wore an eye patch. It's not a internationally recognized thing like Earth, Wind, and Fire Day will it be. It one hundred percent is. Um, no, I did not. I I did not. It was it, it was your mom's birthday instead. Yeah, it's valid. It was a bit more important. Um, lots to talk about tonight. Let's start though because I haven't talked about the F thirty five because you know how it is. You lose your keys. Lose your wallet. Losing F-35, it yeah, happens It happens to the best of us. Yep. I initially thought, I initially thought that this was related somehow to Joe Biden, Danielle, telling us that um, we don't need guns because the government has F-22s, therefore we would need F-22s. And I assumed some, some uh, fella said, hold my beer. And went went and got him an airplane for a minute. Turns out that didn't happen. It did, in fact, crash. And we have exclusive audio of the crash, Danielle. I was in the uh, in the bathroom taking a shave, and I heard a, a screeching. Saw that between a screech and a whistle. I said, "What in the world is this?" <laughs> There's exclusive audio of the F-35 going down. That is, um, that is a, first of all, that is a real news report. It's an actual news report. That is, I think it's Randolph White is the guy's name. And that is, that's his best impersonation of an F-35 going down. So... Thank you. On, on the spot reporting from uh, from Randolph. What the there. hell is he wearing? I honestly don't know. Let's take a the, look uh, again. In the bathroom taking a shave. And I, heard I don't a, know what that is, Danielle. Saw that between a screech and a whistle. <laughs> <laughs> that just makes me so, so happy. That's um. Legion, Legion, I think what Legion's saying is, trust me, bro, it was a female pilot. Kind of like when Challenger went down, the yep. last, because, you know, obviously, yep. female yep. astronaut. Yep. The she last, was a teacher. That's right. And the very Elementary last. Elementary school teacher. Yeah. The very last radio broadcast was her saying, what does this button what do? What does this button do? Yeah. yeah. Yes. 100%. Boom. Don't let women fly things. No. It's bad Dude, enough. you don't let me drive my own fucking I was gonna car I say, it's I'm bad enough that we let them drive. Yes. Nope. Take a page out of my book. Don't allow that to happen. Yes. Nope. Um, nope. All right. Let's talk about some serious stuff, shall we? 
Russell Brand. Let's revisit Russell Brand. And uh, I want to just reiterate, we don't know whether he did what he's being accused of doing. But these are allegations. He has there. There hasn't even been an investigation yet, Daniel. What we've seen so far is a group of left wing, very left, take it from me, being from England, very left wing news organizations on a years long witch hunt to find people who were willing to come forward anonymously to throw accusation at Russell Brand. That's where we're at right now. We don't know whether he did it. We don't know um, whether he's innocent. Right. We watched a video on Monday, and I've got to tell you, he seems genuine enough to me. I don't think he's a good enough actor to be able to pull off what he pulled, what we saw. He, he released the video Friday. We looked at it Monday. I don't think he's a good enough actor to be able to come across as that sincere, quite frankly. So I'm leaning towards innocent. But there's one thing we do know about this, and that's it's a political witch hunt. How do we know this? Well, this was uh, this was posted on Twitter from the uh, from the CEO of Rumble X. This, it was posted on X by by the CEO of Rumble. To, today, we received an extremely disturbing letter from a committee chair in the UK Parliament. While Rumble obviously deplores sexual assault, rape, and all serious crimes, and believes that both alleged victims and the accused are entitled to a full and serious investigation, it is vital to note that recent allegations against Russell Brand have nothing to do with the content on Rumble's platform. Just yesterday, YouTube announced that, based solely on these media accusations, it was barring Mr. Brand from monetizing his video content. Rumble stands for very different values. We've devoted ourselves to the vital cause of defending a free internet, meaning an internet where no one can arbitrarily dictate which ideas can or cannot be heard, or which citizens may or may not be entitled to a platform. We regard it as deeply inappropriate and dangerous that the UK Parliament would attempt to control who is allowed to speak on our platform or to earn a living from doing so. Singling out an individual and demanding his ban is even more disturbing given the absence of any connection between the allegations and his content on Rumble. We don't agree with the behavior of many Rumble creators. Sorry but we refuse to penalize them for actions that have nothing to do with our platform. Although it may be politically and socially easier for Rumble to join a cancel culture mob, doing so would be a violation of our company's values and missions. We emphatically reject the UK Parliament's demands. He's referring to this letter, Danielle, from the Culture, Media, and Sports Committee. Dear Chris... I'm writing concerning the serious allegations regarding Russell Brand in the context of his being a content provider on Rumble with more than 1.4 million followers. The Culture, Media, and Sports Committee is raising questions with the broadcasters and production companies who previously employed Mr. Brand to examine both the culture of the industry 
in the past and whether that culture still prevails today. However, we are also looking at his use of social media, including on Rumble, where he issued his preemptive response to the accusations made against him by the Sunday Times and Channel 4's dispatches. While we recognize that Rumble is not the creator of the content published by Mr. Brand, we are concerned that he may be able to profit from his content on the platform. We would be grateful if you would confirm whether Mr. Brand is able to monetize his content, including his videos relating to the serious accusations against him. If so, we would like to know whether Rumble intends to join YouTube in suspending Mr. Brand's ability to earn money on the platform. This is the UK government reaching out to a, a Rumble Canadian owned or American owned. I mean, I they're, they're public now, but American, right? I think American. This is uh, the, the British parliament, the, the, those people that had their asses kicked a little while ago, right? Reaching out to an American company saying, uh, you know what? You need to you need to stop Russell Brand from making money. What they're really saying is this is a political hunt, and we don't want him to be able to afford the means to defend himself. That's what they're really saying. We don't want him to be able to make a living, to be able to afford to mount a a strong defense against these allegations. Even though these allegations haven't been investigated by the police, even though they're simply coming from government-controlled left-wing British media, and they are government-controlled, make no mistake about it, YouTube already bent a knee. We can see where YouTube's values lie. They don't lie with due process. They don't lie with the rule of law. They lie with punishing their political enemies. And right now, as it stands, Russell Brand is one of their political enemies. Russell Brand isn't a shill for the left anymore. Go on. We talked about this. I don't know if you, we talked about it on the show or if just you and I talked about it, but they've demonetized him, but they're still making money. I just pulled it up. The video that we watched of him where it's posted on YouTube has 2.2 million views it's demonetized, so he's not making money on it, mm -hmm. but I guarantee you ads are still running on oh, it. Oh, yeah, YouTube will make money on it. Yes, they will make money hand over fist on that. Mm -hmm. yeah. So they're willing to make money off of him. Yeah, yeah, and, and Legion's absolutely right, and we've talked about this over and over. The FBI and Biden campaign, we got taken down off of YouTube because of a, a three-letter agency. I haven't talked right. about it publicly yet, but we will at some point. The repercussions of it will, I, I, I don't know. I'm a little bit weary about talking about it. But it was a three-letter agency that got us taken off of YouTube. Um, but that's, and, and trust, I don't agree with it. I think it's horse, I think it's BS. But at least that's Americans coming after Americans. This is the British Parliament coming after an American company. That's what it is. And that's, right. to me, that is on it. That, that is crossing a line, quite frankly. A nation that doesn't value free speech, doesn't protect, doesn't protect any rights of their citizens, are now coming over here trying to strong arm and muscle an American company into doing their bidding. Yeah, they can, um, you know what? They can go fish their tea out of the harbor 
is what they can do. Yeah, they can. It's horrific. Of course, it's not the only attack that Rumble faces. They're getting attacked left, right, and Rumble are a major player in the video delivery market now, Danielle, which means yeah, they they've made a competitor and an enemy of YouTube. And we have this story here. Rumble had exclusive rights to stream the Republican debate, yet it was buried in Google search. Um, sources, of course, are available over on Locals. You can find links to these stories there. Um, but leading up to the August Republican primary uh, presidential primary debate, an official from Google Civics and U.S. campaigns team reached out to the Republican National Committee with a standard question. According to a cache of emails obtained by The Intercept, does the RNC have live stream plans that I can share with the product team? The question made sense. For major events, people flock to Google to find out when a live event is occurring. An RNC official told Google via email that the debate would be streaming exclusively on the upstart video platform Rumble. The August 23rd debate was broadcast on Fox News and streamed on Fox Nation, which required a subscription, while Rumble was the only one to stream it for free. On the day of and during the debate, however, potential viewers who searched Google for GOP debate stream were returned links to YouTube, Fox News, and news articles about the debate. According to screen recordings of con contemporaneous searches, Rumble was nowhere on the first page. This is what happens when you cross Google, when you go up against YouTube and you the become... Alphabet. Yeah, you become a, a valid competitor to YouTube. Why do I say that? Well, in YouTube's first year, it would average about 2 million users per month. In Rumble's first year, they averaged 44 million unique users per month. Wow. Now, that 44 million pales in comparison to what YouTube do today. But remember, Rumble are in their infancy. Right. They've got nowhere to go but up. But because of that, they're getting attacked everywhere. And like it or not, they're dependent on Google. We all are. We're all dependent on Google search, right? Um, I, I haven't tried searching for our content recently on a Google. But back before the name change, when it was the Politech show, we wouldn't show up anywhere right. on a Google search. Uh, nowhere. You had to go 20, 30 pages deep. And if you went to the video section, nothing was there. I know when we first started on Rumble, our Rumble videos started to appear on the, in the video search section, but I haven't tested it in a while, so I don't know what the deal is now. We're all dependent on them. And if they decide they don't like you, they will shadow ban you into non-existence. And that's what they're trying to do right now to Rumble. And because our content's hosted on Rumble, I imagine our content isn't going to show up very often in a Google search, quite frankly. Because Rumble's the only place that we stream. And it right. will be the only place we stream because of things like they did, the response they gave to the UK Parliament, telling them, go pound sand. There's a thing, there, there is a thing called due process of law. Right. Let's 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 at least wait until I don't know, maybe a police investigation has been initiated. Maybe let's wait until that before we start passing judgment. But no, old YouTube couldn't even wait until then. They just had to they don't like Russell Brand now. He's no longer a, a mouthpiece for the left. 
which he always was his entire career, and he's still a anarcho-socialist, as Danielle appropriately labeled him. He's not a conservative. He's been referred to as alt-right and shit like that. And it's it's no, couldn't he's... be further from the truth. He is a liberal whiny douchebag is what he is. He just happens right now, he happens to talk he happens to talk to the same entities that we talk to. Right. He happens to hold the same entities accountable as we do. And so we have certain aligned uh, aligned ideals well, at the moment. That's exactly what it is, is he doesn't trust the government mm -hmm. and he's anti-establishment media. Yes. And so, yeah, so exactly. He just happens to line up with the mm -hmm. government that's, you know, the, the, you know, sort of against the government that's trying to destroy our country and our rights and the media that's complicit. Yeah. And so, you know, listen, every, everybody needs to, it, we're in a holding pattern with Russell Brand. We don't know what he's done, if anything. And it's only fair that we allow an investigation and a trial to play out before he's deemed guilty of anything. But these politicians, they want to try him in the court of public opinion. It's what they want to do. And that, to me, is proof beyond any shadow, shadow of a doubt that this is, in fact, a political persecution and not a criminal prosecution. Right. They're coming after him because he no longer suits their purpose. So Russell Brand, he's... he's, um, he's served his uh he's he served his pur purpose he was a useful idiot while he was uh around now it's time to time to cancel him time right. to get rid of him you may have said this and i missed it i know that there was one charge that surfaced on monday i think has he actually been charged no um one one person one of the anonymous five have now gone to the metropolitan police and lodged a complaint Okay. And so now the the Met will um the Inve Met will investigate. theoretically investigate. Yes. And I, I have no doubt that they'll put pressure on the other four to come forward. Right. I did a quick Google search and it looks like our uh Facebook page comes up at the top of page two. But yeah, our rumble is nowhere. Yeah, that's what I, I mean, figured. I stopped after page that's two what I figured. we're doing a show. Yeah. Yeah. And this is why this is why we ask you guys to Give us a thumbs up and share the show. Let 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 people know if you want them to. You may not want them to, but if you do, let people know that we're here. Let people know how they can find us on Rumble, and um, because that that's the only way we're going to reach people and grow at all on any platform. Because Google Google doesn't like us. They took us right. off of YouTube. They are, um, and they don't like Rumble. So we're we're caught in a twofer, quite frankly. Right. right. And uh, we need well, we need yours help to grow. You know, and that's why our buddies over at the Brush Fire Mind. I mean, you y'all can't help but break each other's balls. But that's why they talk about our show and ask people to come and find us. And that's why we ask people to go and find them. Right. Is because you know, we are all that we have. Listen, you know, we I, only have each other yeah, in this space. I, I have no evidence of this, but considering what the guys at the BFM talk about topics, very similar to ours. 
I have absolutely no doubt that they are shadow banned on YouTube. I have no doubt about it whatsoever. I don't know if they've seen any evidence of that, um, but I have no doubt that it's well, as difficult for people to find them as, uh, as it is to find us. Here's what we know. We know that when we were on YouTube, that we would start to make progress. We would really start to pick up subs and views and then we'd catch a strike for something yeah i mean we got we got up to 700 subscribers in 18 months right which isn't necessarily fast but it's fast for a political channel but we would catch a strike and then we would stop gaining views or subs even after you know whatever the suspension was so we know that in our case catching a strike ended up getting us throttled yeah and you know, man, they catch strikes like it's nobody's yeah, business. No so based but, on our experience, I think we can only expect that they are yeah. throbbing. But here's what I would say. If you are going to point people to your, to your, either your favorite creators or whatever, if it's us, if it's the brush fire mine, point them to rumble because we won't, we're not going anywhere on rumble. We'll be here. The brush fire mind will be here. We can't say right. that for YouTube or Facebook or even X. We can't say it for any other platform, but I feel confident saying that we will be here on Rumble. So if you do want to share our stuff, if you do want to let your friends know about us or Chris and Cameron, um, please point them to our Rumble channels and not to a, a YouTube channel. Oh, we're confident where we're going on YouTube. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nowhere. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely nowhere. All right, let's say hi to our friends. Let's do um, it. let's see. Sandy's here. Princess Sandy. What's Hello, up, Sandy? Princess. Michelle Brown is here. Hey Michelle. Good hey, to Michelle. see you. Bill Campbell's here. Semper Fi, brother. Hey Bill. Uh, uh Janine is here. What's up, Janine? Hey Janine. Uh Legion's here. We already said hi to Legion, but hi again, hey, brother. Legion. Uh there's your mom. Hey Rita, thank you for being here. Hey, there's Mama. the brush fire mind. Hey guys. Jo- Didn't even Joy's know they here. were watching. Did you say hey to Joy? Uh, not yet. Yeah, I didn't even know those guys were watching. What's going on? Um, Joy. Yep, Joy is here. What's up, Joy? Good to see you. Holly Hello, is sister. here. Holly Allison. Hello, Pe- sister. Peggy Brown is here. Hey, Peggy. Jeff Kukin is here. What's up, guys? Thank you all for being here. Is that Jeff or Jake? Um, I want to say that's Jeff. Okay, or, hey, Jeff. But that might be Jake. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Hi, Kukin. We know two <laughs> Jay Kukins, believe it or not. Yeah, we do. And uh, I, I don't know. Jake, who can, I, I don't know. Hey, 6969. We're ranked currently 69th in news on Rumble. And um, listen, I don't know that we want to do any better than that because that's pretty much the that's, best. Yeah, that's the, that's yeah, that's the, the golden best ticket right ranking there, yeah. you could have. We learned 69th. that from Bill and Ted back in the 90s. Yeah, 69th in news on Rumble. But you know what? Help us get a boost. Um, share the shows. Let people know we exist. Let's talk about, we talked about unions recently back on Labor oh, Day. Oh, it's Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. We talked about unions back on uh, Labor Day because obviously Labor Day, labor unions need to be yes. the the focus of that. Um, but as of right now, there is a, uh, there's a labor, labor union unions strike. used to do good things. Yes. That, well, I mean, they, they did some bad things as well, like breaking the railroad's monopoly on money. Coal miners, sorry, Coal breaking mine, yeah. the miners. Breaking, uh, breaking the, yes, yeah. the slavery, the indentured servitude that coal miners were it was stuck the, in. It was the perfect capitalistic setup where you paid your workers and they spent all their money in your shops and on your yeah, housing. Yeah, you paid your workers in company script that they couldn't spend anywhere else. It was great. You set the prices. 
that was actually the blueprint for Democrats' 15-minute cities. So we know what the future is. Just look at yeah. look yes. at coal mining back at, in the yeah, look uh, at West Virginia early 1900s. Um, there is currently a strike going on, Danielle, and this yes. one's pretty unusual. It's not unusual in the fact that it's a strike. It's unusual in the fact that it's a auto workers strike and they're targeting all of the major American auto manufacturers. Normally in the past, historically, they've targeted one at a time. Now they're going after every single one of them. They have some they have some pretty reasonable demands to be honest with you. They want yeah, they, do. they want a 32 hour work week but they fair. want to be paid for 40. Seems seems fair, doesn't yeah. it? But but it's a reasonable wage, right? Yeah, it's a reasonable wage, yeah. The highest actually the lowest paid employees will start around $72 an hour. The highest paid employees will be close to 200. I mean, that's reasonable. Reasonable. Reasonable demands. Reasonable. I want to work 32 hours and get paid for 40. Plus Plus, their reasonable demands aren't over. They want increases in pensions and benefits. Yeah. Which is what's actually breaking the unions is the like breaking like financially is the pensions and the oh, yeah. trying to pay all of that retirement. Yeah. I mean, I'm well, not being sarcastic at all. No, I know. It's not just bankrupting the unions. It's bankrupt. Well, plus, the unions are giving all their money away to leftist politicians. It's bankrupting right. the auto manufacturers. Yep. Those are unfunded liabilities for the auto manufacturers. And um, American automobile manufacturing, its days are numbered if we keep going like this. But I think these are perfectly reasonable demands. I read a story today that... I thought, well, actually, let's take a look at this story first, because I'm being facetious, naturally. These are not right. reasonable right. demands. No, they're not reasonable it's at all. It's, it's beyond belief what right. they're asking for. Uh, as the UAW strike standoff continues, experts, it will likely, lead, uh, likely be long and lead to various economic repercussions. Um, I want to... Uh, ba -ba -ba. Yeah, several experts told the Epic Times in interviews that the UAW's demands threaten to make Detroit's Big Three less productive and less competitive compared to their non-union counterparts such as Honda and Toyota and Tesla. Let's let's not forget them. Um, there are all kinds of productivity differences between unionized and non-unionized car makers in the United States, according to Diana. Not even going to say that name because it will get me a a strike. Quite frankly, Birch got. Okay, but then you can say it. An economist affiliated with the Heritage Foundation, whose credentials include senior roles in the Reagan, Bush, and Trump administration, productivity is higher among um, America's non union foreign transplants, such as BMW, Honda, Nissan, and for good reasons, Miss Birch got Roth. Roth told the Epic Times. Under union systems, there are constraints on firing less productive employees. The $72 an hour employees mm -hmm. have a hard time firing them. Mm -hmm. um, and companies are limited in giving merit-based awards as basically everything has to go through the union, she said. 
That's why only 6% of private sector workers in the United States belong to unions. Um, anyway, somewhere in here. She warned that the UAW's demands or union collective bargaining initiatives more generally were driving a wedge between the productivity of the worker and the salary as they push for higher wages that wouldn't normally be granted under market mechanisms, making unionized plants less productive and less competitive. That should say plants, not plans. Um, Ford CEO Jim Farley said that if the order maker were to meet all the UAW's demands, including the roughly 40% pay increase, there's no way we can be sustainable as a company. Um, it goes on, again, sources available over at Locals. It, it goes on to talk about the impending doom of the American automobile manufacturing industry if, if they buckle to the union's demands this time around. But I read this interesting story, which might explain why the unions are going balls to the wall this time, because that's what they're doing. They're targeting all the, all the auto manufacturers mm -hmm. at once. Blame Bidenomics for UAW strike. If you want to understand why the UAW is striking now, look at the three factories it chose to target for its first wave of shutdowns. The General Motors plant in Wentzville, Missouri, makes the Chevy Colorado and GMC Savannah. The Ford plant in Wayne, Michigan, makes the Ford Rangers and Ford Broncos. And the Stellantis plant in Toledo, Ohio, makes Jeep Wranglers and Jeep Gladiators. What do all these vehicles have in common? Unlike electric vehicles that lose money, these vehicles are among the big three's most profitable products. They're also exactly the type of vehicle, vehicle President Joe Biden wants to eliminate by 2032 when his new regulations mandate that two-thirds of all cars be sold in the United States must be EVs. Not only do EVs have fewer parts than gasoline models, which means fewer jobs for auto workers, but every plant that produces mufflers, catalytic converters, fuel injectors will have to shutter either permanently or long enough for a complete overhaul to make EV parts. Biden's obsession with EVs has essentially made all UAW organized facilities in the Midwest obsolete. Why would a car company invest there when it can build a new factory in a state where workers aren't forced to join unions. That's why the union is asking for not just a 40% pay rise, but also the right to strike to block future plant shutdowns that everyone knows are coming because of Bidenomics. Alternatively, the UAW is asking for guaranteed compensation for all workers whenever a plant is shut down. Anyway, sources available over at Locals. That was a very interesting point that electric vehicles are about to make U.S. auto manufacturing obsolete anyway. Well, go ahead, you are. They're also striking, that I heard this from a, a, somebody who isn't a union guy, but who deals with unions. Mm -hmm. So they're also striking specific plants that make parts that go to other plants. So if those parts don't go to the other plants, the other plants have to shut down. But when a union shuts down a plant, then the union has to pay the workers from the the like the the union coffers. Mm -hmm. But if a plant is shut down because of something that the union does, then those those um, workers get laid off. 
So they get short-term disability in that. So those workers are still getting pulled off the line, but the union doesn't have to pay for it. Yeah, well, they they want to be able to block plant shutdowns. They would rather keep a plant open and keep getting paid and drive the company into bankruptcy. Right, but right now they want these plants shut down. So it's like a strike, but the union isn't getting hit for strike pay. Right. So they're shutting down plants by... The plants that they're shutting down are causing other plants to be shut down, but they're not having to pay strike pay at those other plants. So right. it's it's kind of coal miner brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, in a shady bastard kind of way. I thought this was a great point of view. This is uh, an opinion piece from the Washington Examiner. It thought about this in, in a way I hadn't thought about it because, listen, I've talked about, I think, the pitfalls and the perils of electric vehicles. Uh, the UK have a 2035 mandate, which they're now trying to push back because they realize they're not going to be able to do this. It's going to be too disruptive and too damaging to the economy to do it. Joe Biden's not smart enough to look back in hindsight and say, oh, I, I don't think we can do this. We should push it back. And he certainly hasn't thought this through. He hasn't thought through the the effect on the the labor force because, yeah, the majority of these people aren't going to be needed. Look at the skeleton crew system that Tesla has operating. Right. They don't need all of these overpaid, quite frankly, waste of space employees sitting around doing nothing for 72 bucks an hour. You know what their response to that is, and this is why the unions want to be able to force plants not to shut down, learn to code. Mm-hmm. It's what they told coal miners. That's where that came from, coal miners in West Virginia, yeah. when they were shutting down coal mines. Yeah. And the coal miners are like, what are we going to do? This is uh, We are five generations in this coal mine. Right. And, and But learn here's the thing. While the, while the UAW is doing this, they're punishing everybody else down the line. Right. right, All these third-party companies, the people that make the alternators, the starters, people like right. that, their income is stopped as well because the, the manufacturers aren't ordering parts. So all those people who don't have union protections, they're getting hurt right now at a time where their companies could be gearing up for the transition to, to EVs. Right, They could be transitioning from alternators to generators, from alternators to electric motors. You know what I'm saying? They yep. could be building up yeah, for that, totally retooling right. for that. The money they're making right now is that future investment, and the UAW is screwing every single one of those companies out of their future. Unions are a cancer. Unions should be outlawed. They, they used to do good work. Now all they do is damage good American companies and damage good American workers. These, there's a reason only 6% belong to the union. Because that's all the union can attract now. Because of the damage the unions have done to those workers and those companies over time. And they're not letting up and they're actually doubling down right now and they're hitting it at full force. And if you thought the price of cars was expensive after the pandemic, keep an eye on the prices over the next few months. I hope, I hope nobody we know, nobody watching the show, I hope none of you have to buy a car in the next year. Because with Bidenomics, inflation, this strike, um, interest rates, 
it's going to be mighty expensive to right. have to buy a car in the short term. Um, let's, uh, let's move on, shall we? Let's talk about this. <laughs> this, this is amazing to me. I've, I've got to put, get a video queued up that I didn't have a spot for. So I've got to get this, uh, I got to get, got to get this ready to go. A judge here in Georgia has agreed for some of Trump's co-defendants to interview Danielle, the, the special purpose grand jurors that, um, that brought the, or recommended charges indictment against Donald Trump, which means they're going to be able to interview this delightful young lady. I wanted to hear from the former president, but honestly, I kind of wanted to subpoena the former president because I got to swear everybody in. And so I thought it'd be really cool to get 60 seconds with President Trump of me looking at him and being like, do you solemnly swear? And me getting to swear him in? I just, I kind of just thought that would be an awesome... There aren't many things that I look at and think kill it with fire. Mm -hmm. But that weasel faced little mental case is one mm -hmm. of those things. Mm -hmm. I was going to talk, I am going to talk about this on Sunday gun day, not this aspect of it, but the, the part I'm about to go into jury selection. People say, oh, I'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by six. Is that the, is that the, the, the yes. adage? I'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by six. And pretty much any attorney who's worth their salt, any self-defense attorney will tell, yeah, which burner <laughs> legion, any, uh, any self-defense attorney worth their salt will tell you that it's a 50-50 toss up. Even if your case is a clear-cut case of self-defense, if you go in front of a jury, it's 50-50. Right. Because it all comes down to jury selection. More importantly, jury deselection. Prosecutors don't run into that problem with grand juries. The outcome of their grand juries are predetermined. They say you can indict a ham sandwich, right? Well, has anyone ever wondered why that is? It's because there's no voir dire in the grand jury process. The prosecutors get to hand pick. There's remember, there's no defense. Yeah, there's involvement. no defense at all. Yeah, there's no defense involvement whatsoever. The grand jurors are hand picked by the prosecutors. And of course, they hand pick them with one goal in sight. That's to obtain an indictment. Is it any wonder that this... I wanted to hear from the former president, but honestly, I kind of wanted to subpoena the former president. Is it any wonder that that was the four-person Yeah, I was going to say, she's the leader. Jury. Yeah, she's... She was selected. Like, she's the... She's yeah. the normal She's one. the best of it. You know how a group of girls, there's always the funny one... Right. And the serious one of the of all the grand jurors that this this. If we rephrase it another way, of all the politically biased grand jurors 
that this prosecution was able to pick. She was the normal one that was able to go on to CNN to talk about their escapades. Imagine what the rest of them are like. Now, her biases are obvious in her interviews, right? They are plain as day. Her excitement, how thrilled she is at being able to, oh, I'm going to indict the president. That's all going to play into the defense in this racketeering phase. Now that this judge has allowed the at least these defendants to, to question the grand jurors, they're now going to be able to question them on motive and intent for getting on the grand jury. And there go. I don't know that. Is that normal? No. Okay. That's the thing. It's not Thank normal. Thank you. I was going to say, I've never heard of that, but I don't really like... Yeah, it's not I normal. I don't know where I would have heard of... I don't, I don't know where I would have heard something like that before. And, and I'm sure it's happened at some point, but it's, it's certain that grand jurors' identities are normally kept highly secret. Right. I mean, this lunatic went out on her own, obviously, and did the, uh, did the media rounds um, because, I mean, she wanted her 15 minutes of fame, obviously. She's she's certifiable is right. what she is. And and I think it exposed to the rest of us the makeup of the grand jury if she was its foreman or four person, I should say. But now they're going to be able to be questioned. They're going to be able to be questioned about the evidence that was presented to them. And the def 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 defense has. Pardon me. The defense wasn't privy to any of this. Remember. Now the defense is going to be privy to it. They're going to be privy to the evidence that was entered, what they were told, what they were told to think, what they were told to say is all on the table now. And if any of these prosecutors just stepped, just even remotely stepped over a line during the indictment phase, during the grand jury phase, it's going to come up in this trial now, assuming that it's admitted. That's what to we what end though, like to try to get the indictments thrown out, or yes, just to, to get to get the jury okay. nullified. They could, they could. Can you nullify a grand jury? Yeah, you could get a grand jury nullification out of this, and then that nullifies the indictments. That, or nullify, what that is? would nullify everything. That would be the end of it. That would be the wow. end of it. Because while the grand jury system is supposed to be neutral and unbiased, this one, they never are. They right. aren't. Simple as that. But we're usually not privy to that process. And right. now we're going to be, that assuming, just makes me assuming even, it's ruled admissible. Even more curious, how, why, how are they getting access to the grand jury? Like, I think there's a judge here in Georgia that, Either wants to break up this circus. Yeah, wants to break up this circus. Yeah, He's that's what I think. By it and wants actual due process. I, I have a feeling. Yes, is Lynn, the judge because they believe in the law. Yeah, Lynn okay. Wood. Lynn Wood, by the way, has turned state's evidence 
against Donald Trump. Listen, we've talked about Linwood. We've talked about Sidney Powell. They are absolute lunatics. These are the two people that came down here to Georgia. I was at the rally when they said, you, you, you shouldn't vote. You should stay home on, uh, I believe it was, Jan it was January 5th, I believe. You should stay home and not vote in the special election and uh, in the, the, um, the runoff election. And it cost us two Senate seats. Now he's turned state's evidence against Donald Trump, according to, uh, according to reports. He'll be um, testifying against Donald Trump. G uh, General Flynn, you know, the traitor that runs our military? Mm -hmm. his, uh, his brother called, um, called Linwood a filthy rat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look who turned filthy rat. Just, I mean, just amazing. Is. Linwood. And it was, you know, I said, I said they might get something on Sidney Powell and Linwood. Apparently Linwood's cut a deal. Linwood has cut a deal to, um, to protect his own behind is what's happened. So there's that. All right, let's move on. The rest of the jury look like the people on the Morgan and Morgan billboards holding a check. <laughs> That's something I shouldn't have read out loud. That's uh, that's good. Um, Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland was testifying this week, Danielle, in the Senate, and he was uh, he was asked about a number of things. Um, right. Let's take a look at some videos here. Have you had personal contact with anyone at FBI headquarters about the Hunter Biden investigation? Uh I don't, I, don't, I don't recollect the answer to that question, but the FBI works for the Justice Department. It's, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You don't, recollect, you don't recollect whether you've talked with anybody at FBI headquarters about an investigation of the president's son? I, I don't believe that I did. I promise. I like him a lot. Who, Merrick Garland? No, no, God, no. Okay. Johnson from Louisiana. Okay. I don't believe I recollect the answer to that question. This is the Attorney General of the United States. He just perjured himself right. to the Senate. This is the man that Democrats wanted to be on the Supreme Court. And he just showed that as the chief law enforcement official in the country, the, the, the head lawyer in the country, he's willing to perjure himself to the Senate. Not once... Not once. No one that I know of has spoken to the White House about the Hunter Biden case. I'm wondering this. Okay, I got it. But a number of times. We know, we know that Jack Smith, and, and obviously Merrick Garland knows this because he was up to his balls in this investigation, and and I I agree that he may have uh, he may have told Congress I'll leave I'll leave David Weiss to be autonomous in this, but he didn't tell Congress that he would leave Jack Smith to be autonomous, did he? Right. Ever? We know for a fact because of the logs and the the meet the meeting notes the minutes we know that Jack Smith has had investigators over at the White House over a dozen times. We talked about it. Roughly a month ago. You remember that? Yes. 
For Merrick Garland to sit there and say this? No one that I know of has spoken to the White House about the Hunter Biden case. I'm wondering this. Is a blatant lie. I understand that that Jack Smith is working on Mar-a-Lago, but all of these indictments are intertwined, right? All of them are related to each other. Yes, yeah. And, And while I think it's fairly... I don't know. It gives him some um, plausible deniability, right, to answer the question in the way he did. I don't know of anyone who's spoken to the White House related to the Hunter Biden case. Well, we know that's not true also. We do know that Jack Weiss reached, not Jack Weiss, is it David Weiss, David Weiss? He reached out to the White House to try to get access to, um, to documents related to Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. When he was blocked access, he uh, he reached out to the Department of Justice. We we talked about that a couple of months ago. Remember, <clears throat> Remember when the whistleblower broke the news? Yes. That he uh, he was told he wouldn't be able to get any indictments in Washington DC. That was when he reached out to the Justice Department. The Justice Department is Merrick Garland. Merrick right. Garland just perjured himself under oath. He was also asked about Ray Epps. You're signing the Constitution. I'm going to sign it. It's our constitutional duty to do oversight. Now, in that video, that was your answer to a question to me two years ago. When I said, how many agents or assets of the government were present on January 5th and January 6th and agitating in the crowd to go into the Capitol and how many went into the Capitol? Can you answer that now? I don't know the answer to that question. Oh, last time, you don't know how many there were or there were none? I don't know the answer to either of those questions. If there were any, I don't know how many. You've ha- I don't know whether there are any. I think you may have just perjured yourself that you don't know that there were any. Again. You want to say that again, that you don't know that there were any? I have any? no personal knowledge of this matter. I think what I said the you've, last time. You've had two just, years to find me. out. And the day, by the way, that was in reference to Ray Epps, and yesterday you indicted him. Isn't that a wonderful coincidence? On a misdemeanor. Meanwhile, you're sending grandmas to prison. You're putting people away for 20 years for merely filming. Some people weren't even there, yet you've got the guy on video who's saying go into the Capitol. He's directing people to the Capitol before the speech ends. He's at the site of the first breach. You've got all the goods on him, 10 videos, and it's, an, and it's an indictment for a misdemeanor? The American public isn't buying it. I yield the balance of my time to Chairman Jordan. Yeah, I answer the question. He's talking about, um, talking about this guy. In fact, tomorrow, I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. Well, let's not say it. We need, we need to go, I'll say it. We need to go in to the Capitol. Let's go! So I'm going to put it out there. I'm probably going to go to jail for Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. What?
we've talked about Ray Epps. And I've, we talked about the two, remember it was the two initial Revolver articles. Yes. That sourced themselves, which is a big problem in journalism. Well, it's not a big pro. It, it is a, it's, it, it's not something you do in journalism. You don't source your own work. But that's what they did. And by doing so, Revolver were, were able to, in my opinion, manufacture some evidence showing Ray Epps is a federal agent or a federal informant of some kind. We talked about it, God, over a year ago. We went through the two stories. I showed you where the problems were. And, and I told you that I don't know if Ray Epps is a Fed or an informant, but what I do know is there's no evidence that he is. And that still stands today. Revolver haven't fixed their reporting. They haven't changed any of it. It still stands today as it did back then. No evidence that Ray Epps is a federal informant. And I said, we will know if they don't charge him. Well, they have now charged him, but it's making me rethink my position. Right. Because I honestly thought that if they charge him, it's going to be serious. We saw what he did. Right. We've seen people locked up for, for a long time for far less. For texting. We've seen one guy who's now in jail for 22 years who wasn't even in D.C. that day. For 22 years, who wasn't even there. This guy, Ray Epps, was boots on the ground instigating an invasion of the Capitol. And he has now been charged of a disorderly conduct misdemeanor. Um, so you should have said based on not if he's charged, but how he's charged. Yeah. I should have said based on what he's charged with, because this, I got to tell you, Danielle, this makes me firmly believe that this yeah. guy is in fact, I, I still have no evidence of it. There is no evidence whatsoever showing that Ray Epps is a federal informant. But I think this is about as close as we'll get to it. And they're throwing us a bone. This is gaslighting the public. This is saying, see, see, we're above board. We're charging right. this guy with a misdemeanor disorderly conduct, which will get him probably 12 months on probation. While people that did far less have been sentenced to two years, five years, 10 years, 22 years. We just saw a member of the media sentenced mm -hmm. for standing outside, for just being there. Yeah, Owen Schroyer. Who's covering the story. Owen Schroyer. Yeah. Sentenced for, for, yeah, for covering the story. Covering the story. And because, well, he didn't, because he didn't cover it the way the government wanted him to cover it. And he's in league with And he's in Alex league with Jones. Alex Jones. He's going to jail. This is. This is like, like I said, this, I think, is as close to any evidence that we've ever had that Ray Epps is in some way, shape or form protected by the federal government. 
there's no explanation for these very weak limited charges barring either that or he's the most lucky motherfucker ever to be at the January 6th riots because no grandma grannies grand right i mean women were murdered here by the police women were murdered at this thing by the police grandmothers have been sentenced to felonies over for, for simply being there for simply walking into a building following a crowd into a building where the doors were wide open and the Capitol Police were guiding them through the building. This guy appears to have instigated it on the ground and he's getting a misdemeanor charge. Is Ray Epps a fed? I still don't know. I still don't know. And he's very litigious. So he's currently suing Tucker Carlson and Fox News. He's remarkably litigious. Is he a Fed? I have no idea. But this does not help his case whatsoever. That all he's getting charged with right. is a like tiny, tiny little disorderly conduct misdemeanor. He, he jaywalked to the insurrection. Yeah. And unless, of course, he gets 20 years for that jaywalking. Right. In which case, I think it's safe to assume that, okay, he's not a Fed. But, no, this is, um, this is insane. I still stand by what I said. Revolver's reporting was, it was interesting, but it was very flawed. Yeah. Um, I've yet to see any credible evidence that he is, in fact, a protected informant. But yeah, this is about this is about as close as I think we've ever gotten to showing right. that he is uh, in fact a um, well, not in fact, allegedly a uh, a protected class. I wanted to talk about. We'll save it for the next show. Um, well, we I've run out of time. I've put us over again, Danielle. Sorry. Uh, we'll sa I'll save it for the next show. We're gonna wrap this up tonight. Ray Epps glows so bright you need a You're welder's mask to look it? at him in person. Um, I thought you were going to tease us with Donald, what you were saying. Donald Trump was on an episode of Meet the Press, and he was asked about abortion. Oh. And he gave an answer that some people aren't thrilled about. And I want to go over some numbers not actual abortion numbers, but politically relevant numbers that may right. explain why President Trump answered the way he answered. Um, not, not to defend Donald Trump. He's capable of answering his own questions. But I think that the data might make people... might make people a bit more understanding of the answer he gave is all we'll do it we'll do it another day yeah it'll be interesting because um the midterms i think we thought were going to be more about the economy and less about roe v wade than they were yes like i think that was a big thing that came back to kick the republican party in the nuts mm -hmm. oh it absolutely was and 2024 is shaping up to be exactly the same way yep 
and it's, it's quite scary. Anyway, we're out of time, Danny. Let's um, say goodnight to our friends. Please share the show. Help us uh, help us get some uh, some visibility out there. We Sunday, Sunday this weekend, yeah. Yep, Sunday. Si- I'm moving it to six p.m. Okay. Sunday at six p.m. Rumble and locals. Uh, if you want to be in the chat, jump into locals, and um, I'll see you there for Sunday Gunday. Hi, friends. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We love you. We appreciate you. We'll see you for Sunday Gunday on Sunday, and we'll be back here on Monday. Thanks, guys. Love you. Bye, friends. <laughs>